Hi, my friends. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. I do want to bring your attention to the fact that I am accepting applications for my next mastermind program. Applications are open until next Monday, November 6th, and we'll be kicking off on Thursday, November 16th. I've had wild success with my last mastermind, and I'm super excited to be offering another one before the new year. This will be the last event until spring of 2024. So if you're interested in editing your private practice, maybe you'd like to try some new things. You want to learn how to run your business in a different way. This is the perfect group and perfect opportunity for you. Check it out. Applications are open. I've added some additional times to my schedule to accommodate some discovery calls, book yourself in, and let's have a chat about this exciting opportunity. Can't wait to see you inside. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to Launch Your Practice, the show that helps therapists build a thriving private practice. I'm your host, Megan Hamilton, and each week I'll be sharing insights and strategies to help you grow your business and achieve financial success. Running a business is not something that we're taught in school, so I've created this podcast to help you learn and avoid some of the sidesteps and mistakes I have made to help you build a profitable private practice. So if you're ready to transform your business, join me on this journey to building a profitable private practice. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hi, my friends. Welcome to Launch Your Practice. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, I'm going to spend some time talking to you about finding the right businesses to hire. I have learned in the last several months in the work that I'm doing in my mastermind program, as well as one-to-one with therapists, some of the challenges around finding reputable, reliable, just quality people to help you do the things that you need to do. And what I want to really focus on today is finding a web designer. Now, a lot of what I'm going to talk about certainly is going to apply to other industries as well, perhaps marketing, those who support businesses with SEO, but ultimately the focus of today's episode is how to choose a web designer and not so much the information around the art and or branding, but more just how to approach a business and what questions to ask so that you're protecting yourself. I mean, ultimately we're spending hundreds and thousands of dollars on various things for our business to help us get going. And I'm just truly appalled and really bummed for some unfortunate situations that I've learned in in recent months. So I do want to talk today about finding quality businesses that can help you run the best private practice. So ultimately what I want to start talking about is doing proper research. So what this does mean is if you do find a company or in your search to find a company to help you build a website, I want you to ensure that this is a credible, legit business. So they should have a business name. They should have a website. That website should not be under construction. There shouldn't be any broken links on the website. So really checking that out and looking at their portfolio. So 
anyone who's been doing website work, even if they're newer to the field, they're going to be able to show you something that they've completed. So I want you to really be mindful of this and, and that will be visible on their website. The other thing to ensure, especially if you've been able to secure the CDAP grant, the digital adoption grant that I've talked a bit about in some of my emailing, is making sure that who you're hiring is a legitimate business and that they have a business number. So if it is a licensed registered business, they're going to have this number. They've registered with the province, just like you or myself have already done but really making sure because if they don't have a registered business number, they might not be willing to provide you a receipt for your business. And more importantly, if you have been approved for that grant money and you're looking at getting some reimbursement, you're not going to be reimbursed for that work that was completed. The other point I want to make, and I this is a little bit of a sticky one. I know everyone knows someone who can build a website whether it's friends or family, neighbor, my cousin's neighbor, whatever the case might be. We know someone in one of our circles, through the internet, through a group maybe we belong to. And as easy as that is, and maybe it feels more comfortable because there's a connection there, What I've seen so many times is ultimately it doesn't end up being comfortable, whether you need to give that person feedback, maybe there's some kind of mutual friend or acquaintance in that relationship, and it becomes really challenging. Likely you may find that person trustworthy because they know someone that you know, but ultimately it doesn't mean that they run a good business. It doesn't mean that they know what they're doing or do good work. And it just creates another dynamic of discomfort when providing feedback. And there's been multiple instances in recent months where people have felt really dissatisfied with some of the work and proofs and first drafts that were being submitted to them. But because of this mutual connection, there was a real reluctance to just be really direct and say, this isn't what I wanted. This is not what we discussed. I don't want to move forward. Please ask around and ensure that you are working from business to business, meaning your business is hiring another business to work on this project together. So asking around, even maybe you have other um, helpers in your life who have a website. Maybe there's a couple people who have a website that you really like. In addition to this, ensuring that it's a platform that you wish to work with. There's lots of different platforms to choose from. And so just because you like aesthetically the look of some of the websites that they've done, they do need to be a reputable business and they do need to be able to provide you what you're asking for. So definitely some challenges here. And I do want to invite you to really review the fine print. Anyone that you're hiring to do this work is going to have some kind of an agreement to protect them and ultimately to protect you. So I do want to really invite you to take the time to review the contract. Certainly I've been privy to some of the contracts that people want my support in looking with. And there's also been moments where I've referred, um, those therapists to even additional help to decipher some of the language. Because again, we want to really make sure that at the end of this time, energy, and money that you're going to put into this website project, that you own that 
creation. And that's what we need to make sure that you're agreeing to. I did talk about a portfolio. So again, this is something that should be accessible for you to look at, to get a sense of the work that this person has done. And it's not unreasonable to ask for some references. So if you can see the portfolios of other websites, those people have created, then you can also independently reach out to those other businesses and say, Hey, I'm considering hiring the web designer. Can you tell me about how that experience went for you? And I recognize this is time consuming. You know, Megan, you're asking me to reach out to strangers. You're asking me to send emails. Like this is, this is uncomfortable. And it's also a lot of time out of my day to do this, but here's the deal. You are going to be spending anywhere between two, three, four, five thousand dollars on this project. Those are some of the standard rates that I'm seeing designers putting forward. And, and two thousand dollars, I have to say, is on the low amount. So if someone is quoting you under two thousand dollars for a website, I would be really careful as to how long they've been working and if this is like a cash under the table arrangement that they're looking for, um, what are just some of the specifics? Because I have to say that most of the businesses that I'm getting to know and talk to, if the price is too good to be true, then it might be too good to be true. So please do your research. So asking for references and or contacting some of the other businesses from their portfolio is really important here. Now, I have two more points on this topic. The next one, and it's important one, and again, you're going to really hear it as being quite time consuming, but businesses who do web design offer consultations. You want to be able to communicate with this person. You want to be able to really connect with them, to have some commonality in your language. And, you know, as a therapist and as a person with, I would say, above average communication skills, you're going to feel in your gut, is this person really hearing me? Do they get me? Does it truly seem like they understand what I'm looking for? Is it consistent with some of the other work they've done? And so I'm truly recommending that you have at least two, if not three consultations with different web designers. And and maybe you pick different price points and that's okay. Meet someone who maybe works a little on the lower end and someone a bit on the higher end and just see what that feels like. Again, you don't want to invest all this time, energy, and money and be really dissatisfied with the product. And Unfortunately, I've met so many people in recent months who are so disappointed and there's been a breakdown in communication. The project has been left unfinished and they have to find someone to take over and or start over again. And so that is a huge loss of time, energy, and often money because maybe you've made a couple installments or the agreement was to pay so much up until that midway point. And if at that point you're, you know, the the relationship is super strained, maybe you're not going to get any of that money back. Maybe the agreement that you um, made with that person is 
you know, you've paid for work completed up to that point in time. And because the two of you were not on the same page and there was a real lack of contact and or communication, you might now be out a lot of money and not even have a workable product. So again, schedule multiple consultations, spend some time, talk to a few people and truly get a sense of who do I want to work with and are they going to be able to work with me? The final point that I want to make today is to not rush the process. Um, many designers are booking weeks, if not months out. So this is not something that can be rushed. If you're finding someone that can start working on your project immediately, again, it's a, it's a mini red flag. Why do they have so much availability? Why are they not working? Kind of what's going on? And, and it's not to say that that it's a a bad sign, but just be curious about it. Maybe they've expanded their hours. Maybe they were working for a company and now they're freelancing and doing their own work. That is a reasonable explanation for the timeframe. But what I've seen is people who maybe they are a photographer or maybe they are an accountant or they do some other job and they want to just build websites on the side. And so maybe they have a few skills or tools or tricks and they can work on your website starting immediately. Well, it's because they're not working with other people building multiple websites. This is just something that they're kind of learning as they go. Maybe they have minimal or even no training in doing this. And so again, just be curious and ask questions. This is a major investment. This is probably one of the biggest investments in your business you're going to make in the first several years, aside from, you know, some additional training that you're taking. But this, this represents you when clients are searching for a therapist, they're going online, they're looking at Google, they're coming across websites. You want who you're hiring and paying a significant amount of money for this service to really nail it. So take your time, don't rush the process. And hopefully some of these pointers were helpful for you today in finding a web designer. I'm going to be putting together a PDF, like a cheat sheet, which kind of summarizes some of these points. So if that's helpful, please reach out to me and I'd love to send that to you. That's it for this episode of Launch Your Practice. I hope you found the information valuable and actionable. Remember, building a profitable private practice takes time, effort, and persistence. But with the right mindset and strategies, you can achieve your goals and make a real impact on the lives of your clients. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you have a moment, I would be so appreciative if you took some time to leave me a review. Your feedback helps me improve and reach more people just like you. If you have any feedback or future topic suggestions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Launch Your Practice. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in to Launch Your Practice. Until next time, keep building your dream private practice and remember to take care of yourself along the way. 